Hey y'all, welcome to Date Card Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. Um, <laughs> I just want to sort of say at the beginning of this episode, this is not going to be a fun episode. This mm-hmm. is not about what happened this week on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Famously, we all fucking hate the Women Tell All. Um, we didn't learn anything. Um Yeah. It, it was it, painful. It, it was just, you know, it was fine. It was what it was. Um, mostly we got bloopies in which they showed us dates we really would have liked to see. So mm-hmm. we'll just leave it at that. They did a lot of uh, Heather erasure, which was really interesting. <laughs> I think they just slipped, were like, we reviewed the footage and the Heather shit. Nobody liked it and it wasn't fun for anyone. So we'll just pretend she wasn't at the Women Tell All. Even though she really definitely was, and quarantined to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, but it, yeah, this episode's not going to be about that. Um, and it's not going to be very fun. <laughs> At all. Um, so, we wanted to open up with a content warning. Um, mm-hmm. This episode will include talk about racism, fat phobia, sexual assault, suicide, ableism, homophobia, transphobia, anti-Semitism, like... Specific racism about, like, people from East Asia and from India, Mexico, um, lots of, I'm sure, much more than that. Um, Mm -hmm. Literally. Mental health shaming. I mean, I guess it's... Yeah, we can't... It's going to be... Yeah. It's hard to label all of it um, without further having to, like, delve into the mental health hole <laughs> that mm-hmm. has been the last few days um mm-hmm. so um we just want to clarify with you um from the get-go we hope you listen to the whole episode you are welcome to disagree with us mm-hmm. you are welcome um to still feel hurt to not trust you know parts of this community um, we just want to like spread that, like the validity of your feelings, like we hear it, like we, mm-hmm. we see it, we recognize all of that. Um, we're going to talk about a few things on this episode. It's our own privileges, mm-hmm. kind of what happened this week and why we're at where we're at, our feelings about it, um, the effects of the things that happened, um, and kind of try to bring like a level of nuance and just bring in, you know, varying feelings that we've heard from other folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what accountability looks like. Just being transparent in as many ways as we can. Um, and we also want to say, like, we don't know that we're going to get the answers right tonight um in fact like i'm almost certain we're like in a place where we're no longer necessarily concerned about being right or trying to be right but we're Mm -hmm. trying to share as many sides of what we believe to be people's truths and we're committed to talking about these things 
um, today, tomorrow, in the weeks to come. And that's what we wanted to promise to you guys just like at the get-go. We are hoping that we have the semblance of an (laughs) (laughs) off-season because we haven't had one for a while. Um, But we we want to focus on bringing in guests um, that can chat more openly about like issues that matter to all of us, including this Mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just like with the schedule that we're on, it's hard to do that. It's not impossible, but it really is hard. It's hard. Well, and without like demanding like extra work from people who are close to these subjects too, you know, who are already providing a lot of labor, um, in their own lives and then within this space as well. And so it's just like a matter of respecting people's boundaries, labor, our boundaries, our labor, just like so many elements to it. So yeah, but this is not the only time we're going to talk about it. Um, Because if you've listened to us before, you know, that's not how we are. Uh, And yeah, so yeah, that's kind of how we feel. Um, I would also like to say, like, Jenna and I haven't come to, like, a conclusion about what we're going to do differently, but we have been talking about, in the past couple of days, like, different ways we can um, think about doing our podcast a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, We're open to suggestions, but we're seriously thinking about moving away from some of the formats that we've chosen to do things. It's all in, like, the planning stages, but we plan on being transparent with you all as that moves mm-hmm. forward. And getting your feedback, because, like, th- we do this w- with you guys. Mm-hmm. With you. Like, really with you. And for you and for us. And so there's just, like, so much to take in. And, I mean, we'll get into a lot of it. But, yeah, this week was kind of a eye-opener. And, um, well, uh, this last couple of months. Yeah. I've been an eye opener. <laughs> um, and this weekend, since Friday, was a kind of a break for a lot of it. It kind of made me snap. Um, so we'll get into all of that. But yeah, just like stay tuned for more discussions about like what we're doing. Yeah. Oof. So, I mean, let's get into it. Before we get into it officially, um, we do want to acknowledge like our privileges. Uh me, Jenna, who is speaking, I am a white, able-bodied woman. Um, yeah. And There's many more privileges, I'm sure. But yeah. I, uh. Like, um, I am Danica. I am thin. I'm white. I am queer, but I have um, a partner who's a dude. Um, I, you know, like, I'm mentally ill but in a way that is able to function in society with relative ease and I have a job that supports me on days when I'm having really bad days um and like I it's weird trying to describe yourselves in these kinds of terms but like Mm -hmm. yeah I already I'm like already like oh wait I could add more things (laughs) to now but (laughs) but I mean like this is not like a statement for like you know an Prussian Olympics kind of thing because I think it can very easily devolve (laughs) into that kind of thing but that's not where our head is at right now it's more just like we're trying to let you know where we're coming at as far as like these things go 
um, before we jump into the conversation, because we Mm -hmm. do have relative privilege in some capacities and Mm -hmm. we will continue to acknowledge them as we're talking. Yes. Um, Just wanted to make it clear that we're not on any sort of like moral high ground because we do have certain privileges that many of the people in these conversations do not have. Just Mm want to be clear and transparent about that. Right. Um, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Jenna for a little bit. Unfortunately, I'm mm-hmm. sorry that you have to do this, but yep. what the fuck happened? <laughs> so on Sunday morning, uh, I opened the inbox and there was a group chat with some other accounts, and I got a link to a Reddit post. That within that Reddit post had about 10 or so tweets from Taylor Nolan from around 2010, 11, 12, 13 um, that were utterly hateful. Um, And they were just the beginning of what would become an entire day of, like upheaval of like more and more communities that she wrote about um at the time like it was just a lot of tweets about fat phobia or hatred towards fat people hatred towards asian people hatred towards indian people that i first saw and then just i mean throughout the day like homophobia transphobia anti-semitism more racism um, ableism and then uh, uh, tweets about mental you know personality disorders and suicide that were just like incredibly sorry I'm, I'm getting emotional yeah shit no it's okay um, they were really really harmful and um and just like it just kept going um and um it was I just, I texted Danica and I was like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Is this, this isn't, this is horrible. Anyway, so I'm going to get, we're going to get to the motion stuff later. So, um, that just kind of happened. She, I just started spreading like wildfire all over the internet. More and more tweets coming out. Um, they were all on her Twitter that are still there that you can find. Um, ra- ra- you know, ranging in these, these years. And then she, couple hours later i don't remember the time stamps um i guess probably around two or three she made her first attempt at um a statement i'm not going to say apology because it wasn't an apology but she made a statement via video and a series of instagram stories and then some words um they were highly centering herself they were very defensive they were um yeah not good um, and not really apologetic. And they were also only, in the times that they were apologetic, they were towards just the BIPOC community. She just kept saying BIPOC community. Where, like, the tweets were, like, fatphobic. And and then, like, as that time was also, like, more and more were coming out. And so, or being released, rather. And it was just like, oh my god. And then she, you know, uploaded another set of, a more of apology that acknowledged that she didn't realize that she had, you know 
that there was more to the things that she had to apologize for, more communities that she had harmed. Um, it's also important to note that she, um, she said very much with her full chest that she knew these tweets existed and that she kept them up intentionally as a, as a matter to, to show where she's come from and where she's grown from. And she just said that just so like, like blatantly to the camera. It was really like. That was a real hard thing to hear. Um, and then has since then come out with, like, two additional apologies that are more, um, you know, more apologetic. Took took ownership of her um, defense and her uh, energy that day. Spoke on how she felt pressured and she felt attacked and she felt threatened um, and she felt in a corner. And we will talk about that later. Um, so that's kind of where it stands. She's made some apologies and then has promised to show work. Has also been, like you said, she on all of them, she said, like, I've done the work. I've done the work. This doesn't change the work that I've done. And then just, like, you know, says multiple times that she, this is not who she is now. You know? Yeah. Um, which I think is true. Yeah. Likely. But... That doesn't again. Not to say, not to say the phrase, but many things can be true at once. Can be true, Um, and we're gonna get to some of that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, obviously, um, as we kind of stated before, um, or maybe didn't state as well as we should have like we are a part of some of these like communities that are affected and we're not as affected as many many people are um we've heard from a lot of people who experienced a lot of hurt reading that and i i think that we're experiencing um something that's not necessarily unique but it kind of feels unique in bachelor nation with where we're we're at specifically mm-hmm. um where we're like processing grieving feeling so many things mm-hmm. and are just dealing with like an uncomfortable reality of what happens when someone who you felt like was a part of your community like a friend a colleague or someone who's like work that you admired or even like kind of based your own work off of has committed like what feels like a cardinal sin and not addressed it in a way that makes you feel good or um i have often admired the way that taylor advocates for people and was really disappointed to see like her response while also, and this is a thing we'll talk about later, acknowledging that like we have a problem like in our community about how we mm-hmm. expect responses mm-hmm. from people and how mm-hmm. um, immediate responses when you're feeling defensive, which is like a human trait, can do not help the situation. Can cause so yeah, much harm. And, and they cause a yeah, lot of harm. Um, um, yeah, I mean, 
let's talk about feelings for, I mean, it was, like I said, we, we are privileged in some ways, but I mean, as somebody who's a member of like the fat community, like, so I was just reeling right away. Like it was so, so hurtful. Ah, it's, and then just to continue to see all of this and then to like people who are my friends are like in these groups that are being attacked and like, ah, I don't know why she kept them up. I think, I think that's what we were planning on talking about later, but I think, I mean, it might as well be brought up now. Like, um, I don't know if the solution is to delete them, but the solution does not seem to leave them up without any context. And mm-hmm. um, I think this like kind of ties in nicely to one of the points we were going to make a little bit later, um, where I mean, we wanted to play like a couple of things we heard from podcasts we've been listening to throughout the day to try to like wrap our heads around everything. Um, but just acknowledging like time is not an apology. And mm-hmm. up until this point, there has been no attempt at apology that I know of, and I'm willing to be corrected. Um And also, like, yeah, we just didn't get a real apology. Like, I I don't know what the exact answer is. Like, I don't know that anyone would be willing to be um, without being called out, willing to address these kinds of things. And I'm just saying this as a person who I know that I've, like, fucked up. Certainly, I can't recall a specific right. instance but i know that i didn't always think the way that i do now and yeah same um so i understand that but i it the like leaving it up because you want people to learn through your journey without ever addressing your journey is the part that feels a little bit disingenuous i guess and and mm-hmm. cruel Be- yeah. I mean, cruel. That's the thing. Like, the messages we read from our fans and followers and people who are just even wanting to share their feelings, I mean, it caused yeah. real harm. Those words. <laughs> they were so hateful yeah. and and inappropriate for somebody who was going to school to be a mental health counselor and at times was actually practicing care with people. And posting about her patience. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... And so, yeah, to leave them up with no context and not to have prepared to, like, talk about it, have talked about it, is so I I, I, I really think mind. there's another... I mean, even if that was Taylor's intention, I think mm-hmm. there's a better way to go about doing that than leaving it up for everyone to read. Yeah, agreed. And you can just be like, hey, listen, like, I grew up with a lot of internalized feelings. And again, I don't know the answer, but I grew up with, like, a lot of internalized feelings. And I was this kind of person. And this is what helped me to not think that way anymore. Be that way. And, like, Mm -hmm. I think even that would be 
infinitely more helpful than just leaving mm-hmm. them up oh, yeah. and like, just ma- like I mean it's hard for me to believe that she truly just like left them up for that reason and just didn't I mean or yeah where I'm at is like it's probably more likely that she forgot that she felt that way yeah, that's I'm saying yes I'm sorry because when she said I intentionally left them up, that was during her first apology when she was only speaking mm-hmm. to BIPOC people. I'm sorry. If you know that you left those up intentionally, then why are you not apologizing to the, rest. the uh, 20 other communities that you fucking, you know, said shit about? So I was like, I I can't. I, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. accept that. And I don't like it. And it absolutely does not make mm-hmm. me feel safe. And it does not make my friends feel safe. And um, that's kind of why I yeah. about that right now. <laughs> um, we also, like, wanted to kind of talk about, like, as we said before, this is, this feels unique because it feels like a betrayal from someone who has you know, like, spoken support for, like, causes that we believe yeah. in. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so we have been trying to figure out, like, as we were processing this over the last, like, few days, like, how would I feel if it came out that, like, Jenna said these things? Or, like, I said these mm-hmm. things. And we're trying to balance, like, like, what it feels like to know somebody, like, pretty deeply. Like, you and I have gotten to know each other extremely well. And, like, how we would respond if one another said those kinds of things. And I think, I I think I wouldn't know how to do it, first of all. So, like, I hope that people are giving people from Bachelor Nation that are friends with her grace. Because that's hard and nobody knows how to do that kind of shit. Um, I think it has to be individualized to some extent. I think ultimately, like, if you don't feel safe around an individual anymore then you don't feel safe around. I mean, I've, we've said that before on the pod. Like, no one has to, no one has to be in your life if you, you know, if they make you feel unsafe. And so, and like, you can, your in, impact now, or your intention now, doesn't change the impact, especially of your words mm-hmm. in the past. So, I mean, it, it. your intention now is important in how you heal and how you, go better out into the world and treat people in the future but you know it depends yeah and i think um i want to give credit to my friend jess who's been um tweeting and like emailing me about this just like accountability like is a form of grace and Mm -hmm. to know that people want to trust you and want to see you do better is Mm -hmm. a a gracious action um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a more positive way to look at it. And we're not expecting that anyone, you know, forgive Taylor um, or would forgive any of us for, like, our transgressions immediately. Like, if if someone in your personal life says something fucked up and apologizes 20 minutes later, like, you know that they didn't really (laughs) internalize that. They just don't want to be in trouble anymore. And so, like... Yeah. I think that's yeah. um, 
again, we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the episode, but I think that's like a hard reality that we're like, oh, like recenter ourselves. Like, do we really want people to respond within like 24 hours or do we want an apology? Because those are two different things. Yeah. Or, or real actions too. Yeah. Like we've talked a lot about like sitting in discomfort before. Like I've very proudly been like i think it's important to sit in discomfort i'm important i think it's important to like if you fuck up like to like learn from the mistakes so that you don't do that i mean i and i think she probably has it's been many years right um but on that note so there's that that, but we're getting to the point in the Mm -hmm. conversation where we wanted to play Mm -hmm. the clip from um a podcast that i listened to it's called dear prudence it's run by slate um, it's run by a, or the host is a trans person who brings in people every week to discuss other people's problems. And I listen to mm-hmm. it because it's honestly cathartic. Um, but I was listening to a very old episode. Like, um, I was having a really hard time this week and I have been struggling to be productive. Like, that's all bullshit anyway, but. Um, was just listening to a super old episode that I'd never heard before. And it was called Time is Not an Apology. And we're just going to play a little bit of that clip for you now. A lot that I really dislike is this desire to use the transitive property to make time count for an apology. Mm. Like, oh, it happened a long time ago. Cool. Did he apologize? Then it doesn't matter. The earth goes around the sun. Time happens. Again, time is not an accomplishment. You have not done anything of value by allowing time to elapse since the last time you threw racial slurs at a near stranger and tried to hit him. That's not the same thing as trying to make it right, which he's clearly demonstrated he has no interest in doing. So I I don't care that it's been a year and a half. That shouldn't matter. What he did was still completely, completely unforgivable. And then he didn't even try to get Uh, He didn't even try to make it right. He didn't even ask for forgiveness. As far as we know, he thinks what he did was cool. Right. And he has not had to suffer any negative consequences from it. Um, And and yeah, time is not an apology, guys. Um, And then, like, I thought that was powerful because I think Mm -hmm. it's really hard when your friends, colleagues, community fucks up because you're like, oh, I don't know them to be that person. Um, but that's like the work that they've put in since, um, is not to be discarded, I don't think, but Mm -hmm. also has to require an apology. And I don't think we've seen, um, from my end at least. And I, I know that I didn't see every video. I didn't see everything. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. take this with a grain of salt, but I don't think we've seen the apology that we would like to see and that Taylor has also expected of other people. And I think that's where, like, some of her friends, like, it was painful to read, but it is kind of correct. Like, Taylor has a high standard for people. And I think there were a lot Mm -hmm. of things that were maybe unfair about Taylor's situation that, again, we will get into later. But Mm -hmm. 
she wouldn't, I don't think she would accept the apologies we've seen so far. And we should no. do our best to just hold her to the same standards that we try to hold everybody else to. Or especially ourselves. Which is, yeah, which is what we'll do next. And like playing this clip from Rachel Lindsay and Van Lathan on today's episode of Higher Learning um, kind of goes along with that. So I have the same energy with Taylor that I do with anybody who does something that's wrong. I said the same thing with Chris Harrison, even though that message seems to be getting lost. I said the same thing with Rachel. You're never going to hear me say, cancel this person. This person is done. They're, they should be like, I'm done with them. What you'll hear me say is you got to hold that person accountable. And so I have that same thing with Taylor. What she did was wrong. It was terrible. It was shocking. It was disgusting. But and she should be held accountable for that. But what I think the problem is that people and the people who went digging for that were out to crucify her and it doesn't take away or excuse anything that she's done. People are so angry. They don't want to hear what she's done since those tweets. And um, I mean, I feel like Rachel is saying a lot of what a lot of other people are saying right now. And so it's like, she's just kind of rehashing it, but she just put it really well. in like the moment where, She's like, I expect the same thing I expect from all of them. Like, I'm not asking for cancel culture. I'm asking for Chris, Rachel, Taylor for accountability. And we just have to see that work. We have, we absolutely do. And then she just kind of, I mean, I think what we'll go into now, she also mentions like, no one wants to hear it from her right now. And that is unfortunate is that no one wants to hear it from her. And that's where it starts to make me extra sad. (laughs) Um, because I think there's a lot of complicated things to talk about as it relates to not just, like, our individual, like, circles, like, as leftists, but as, Mm -hmm. like, a society in general. Um, so we wanted to transition sort of into, like, the effects of everything are super widespread, what does this mean for mm-hmm. Taylor? What does this mean for Chris Harrison and the Kirkconnell of it all? Um, and we've seen a lot of questions <sighs> that are like, why should Chris lose his job when what Taylor said was arguably worse? And mm-hmm. I don't know the actual answer to that, but sort of where I've landed in the last couple of days is like Chris Harrison is a part of the problem because he is quite literally in charge of the culture at the show. Mm -hmm. Taylor is not. Taylor is a contestant. So, like, as far as, like, people losing their job, like, Taylor is going to lose jobs. That's almost certain at this Mm -hmm. point. And I think... We don't know know if Chris Chris is is going to. to lose his main gig. And he's already Mm -hmm. so successful... And, I mean, like, even when we've had problematic contestants before, like, what's happening to Lee, who is actually, like, a literal white supremacist? Like, he hasn't had the same platform that Taylor has, like, almost certainly, but, like... Of course. It's... Right. Yeah. So there's, like, a nuance to that, of course. But, like, yeah, like, and we're going to definitely get into this a little bit later, but, yeah, like, 
what have the problematic whites of the franchise experienced as as consequences during their accountability process? Because again, cancel culture is not real. Accountability culture is. And so like what consequences are going to happen during that? And time has shown me that the white contestants and people do not suffer mm-hmm. the same consequences. They get harassed. There's things we can talk about, talk about Hanny B. As much as I don't like her, she has been yeah. harassed. You know, that woman has been, you know, but also wild. Like, it's mostly, women yeah, Chris, that ha- are, are being like, exactly. harassed by all of it. And that's not missed on me, but yeah. not a conversation we're going to have yeah. today. Yeah. So, yeah, Chris Harrison is a bigger, um, part of a structure and privileged rich mm-hmm. white man who also made his mistakes sooner. I, 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 no, that's not even really what I want to say, but I mean, like he has not shown any like yeah. work and you just kind of have to say that. Like I'm again, not at absolutely at all saying that her work is done and that she's not in the middle of a horrible accountability process but like he has not shown that he made one yeah, apology it, it feels a lot like apples and oranges to me at this point like thank you yeah i know um, it is yeah it is. it's really it, to me it feels impossible to compare the two and again i could be wrong about this thank but you. like we're talking True. about like yeah. in our like corner of the world Chris Harrison is the president and she is like maybe like a state senator or something. Like their reach is totally different. Their support is totally different. And I am tired of already saying like we're going to talk about this later, but it's just like all of these topics blend in together. Um right. So, yeah, I mean, he he still deserves to experience some consequences for his actions. And a consequence can be being yeah. fired as Taylor is being most likely let go from many of her positions. She, yeah. A consequence is being fired. That's not canceling somebody. That is a hard and harsh consequence that can happen depending on your power structure in the process and what you've done. And it's not just the interview that he had problems. It's it's years of misogyny, sexism, and covert racism, if not yeah. overt racism yeah. at times. You know, so, like, I'm not budging from that stance, you know. And that's, like, anyway. that's another thing I was going to bring up, too, is, I mean, it's loosely related, but, uh, like... I wanted to kind of address, like, our education system, like, in the United States. Yeah. Again, we just played the clip where Danny says that, you know, time is not an apology. But I kind of did want to talk about, like, what it was like growing up in, you know, the era that we kind of grew up in where... Like, we had to rely on our education 
to be the adults that we were. Like you're you're six years mm-hmm. older than me. So I think it was even a little bit more different from you. I grew up in like the Tumblr era of internet where I learned very quickly. Um, I mean, right as I was graduating from high school about racism, sexism, and that affected a lot of my learning as I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And I think Taylor is a couple of years younger than I am, I think. Yeah. And that's, again... Mm -hmm. Not a pass, not giving her like a. If anything, I mean, if anything, it's like she had probably more access to. But I know what it's. Yeah, I know what it's like to grow up in a racist town in a racist school. I grew up in Idaho, Mm -hmm. which is like consistently, Mm -hmm. what, like 49th in the nation for education funding for students. They, um, they recently uh, were defunding all of uh, Boise State University's, which is also my like alma mater. They were defunding all of their um, programs that listed anything about racial like diversity or like anything like that. Like it's truly a vile place to grow up. And go to a state school. Um, I don't know what Taylor's background is, but um, so just to be clear for everybody listening, we had a technical <laughs> error and had to kind of start over a little bit. So, like, I apologize if this doesn't mm-hmm. make a whole lot of sense uh, moving forward. Um, but like, yeah, I think the like part of what we have to be like fighting all the time is um just like our mm-hmm. education I mean, and like classism and, and like, stuff you know yeah that too like i mean like i feel like from what i learned from like elementary school to high school was just all stuff i had to unlearn in college and i had the mm-hmm. privilege to go to college i never graduated um i flopped around too much who's surprised <laughs> but like it it really took having to pay for something to be able to have access mm-hmm. to that kind of information. And this is, like, also the the kind of, like, rhetoric that, like, fiscal conservatives hate college education and consistently make it expensive as fuck without, like, giving people because, like, teachers in the public education system don't get to pick what they're talking about. And also they don't go through any... Uh, like racial bias training, uh, they, like mm-hmm. there are there are very good teachers, um, but they're that way because they learned on their own. Like that's not a requirement mm-hmm. to being a teacher. And um, no. I again, I love teachers. You do an impossible job, but like we just don't have like the educational system that's even set up. And since it's like state by state. And different states fund education so differently. We're never going to get to a place where anybody has, like, an understanding of, like, race, gender, class, any of these things. Unless we go to college. Our own history of, like, yeah, and, like, how we stole this land and everything. (laughs) It's literally everything. And, I mean, like, there are so many societal (laughs) issues we could point to that are failures to, like, 
Taylor's mm-hmm. comments. Um, and I think that also goes into another point that we're about to talk about. But like, like the education system in the United States is literally how we like, in many ways, uphold violent systems because we don't talk about these mm-hmm. things in school. And there are so many like ways that like conservative governments directly block any action um, that might educate people about something. Like literally what I was saying before we had that um, technical error was that like the school that I graduated from, they are like considering taking away funding from departments who talk about racial justice because it's making the white oh, students great. uncomfortable it's making their oh, donors cool. uncomfortable and it's just like yeah this is why oh education should not be like an alumni based thing alumni shouldn't mm. determine whether people get to learn mm-hmm. it's fucking silly um and silly is the <laughs> nice word <laughs> And also, I didn't get a fucking degree, and I'm smarter than you guys. Oh, God. (laughs) Danica's talking about the the alumni, not our listeners, who are way smarter and... Oh, no, our listeners are way smarter than we are. Um, I'm specifically Mm -hmm. talking to BSU alumni that made enough marketing (laughs) money to make my education worthless. Thank you. Thank you for your uh, your work. And your Thank you for efforts. your service. You're braver than the troops. Jesus. Jesus. God, we've become the same person. Wonderful. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, like you were saying, this is how we like uphold violent systems and white supremacy. And that goes into a little bit about... Um, I think it ties into what we hope to talk about between... Um, like, a lot of people are talking about the Chris Harrison, the mm-hmm. Rachel Kirkinell. Like, why why are we so critical of her? Why are we so critical of him when what Taylor said maybe objectively hurts more? Like, those were not microaggressions. Those mm-hmm. were aggressions. You know what I mean? Actual, actual aggressions. And so... And we wanted to speak on this because this has been the dialogue that's been in our inbox with mm-hmm. people we, like, respect and care about. And so we wanted to just bring this part of it to talk about it. Like, we would be doing all of this a disservice if we don't talk about these elements of it. They're not used to dismiss what happened. Excuse her behavior. Excuse her behavior or to say everything's all good and dandy. And where you can just move on from it all. Absolutely not. It's just like, this is stuff we've been talking about on our podcast for a while. Like, if we just, like, look at things and go, oh, bad, oh, good. Like, we're not really, like, looking at, like, why they're bad and good. So we can't learn from them Mm -hmm. as people. If we're really going to do the multiple things can be true of it all, I think it's important to talk about this. Yeah. Oh, and then one more last thing before we do. We're not experts. This is just, like, we, we. this is what we've, like gleamed from like listening to people and reading and experiencing things but we're definitely not like experts on this and so we're gonna probably get it wrong or just like just I don't, like again we can't, we can't <laughs> address 
every single thing because oh, so it. many things fucking happened in those tweets. Like, mm-hmm. truly, I tried reading through them earlier today to just, like, be able to kind of address what was going on and just got so... I felt so defeated in it that I didn't... Mm-hmm. I couldn't even get through it. So we're not going to be able to address anything. Mm-hmm. Or everything. Sorry. I would like to say this, though, mm-hmm. and I think we're saying these statements as a person who has viewed Taylor to be in our, and when I say our, I mean our the community's yeah. corner mm-hmm. and whose work we have valued and learned from in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not giving... This is not us giving her a pass, but I think it speaks to some of the things that I think she felt defensive about mm-hmm. that are also true. Um, so I think that the 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 way that these tweets came out, um we're not from people who are in our corner. Mm-mm. And I say this because of our experience in the past few weeks. Um, again, this is not a justification for her just... tweets whatsoever. It's just sort of explaining kind of what we were seeing on our end. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a specific account on Instagram that has been harassing us, has been harassing Taylor, has been harassing Chatty Broads, has been ha- harassing the Black Chillerettes. Yeah. Um, two, girl, two Black Girls, One Rose. Two Black Girls, One Rose. Um, many more. Anyone who's really been doing any work in the anti-racism work for the last period of time, um, this account's been harassing them stealing their content and putting it up and and they're being... doing it in a way that is um it's hard to watch because um we all we put our accounts on or our personal accounts on private recently and like last week yeah we we because just we were concerned about the safety of our own personhoods yeah like um i i said this to like some of our patreon people already but like i had to hide my linkedin i did not want these people like looking at you know like talking to my job i did not want these people like talking to my friend like it's just (sighs) it's a lot of things i mean the worst the one of the terrible parts right now is that they're listening. Yeah. Um, so, welcome. Uh, we're not going to announce your podcast or your 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 Instagram page. Um, but they have, it almost feels like um, they're doing all of this for sport and they're looking to see our community, like, basically eat each other Mm -hmm. and that's really hard to see because um on sunday 
I think a lot of, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, like my personal response to it, like I was hurt and I was like literally devastated by some of the things that I knew would hurt Jenna. I knew would hurt like our friends that we've made in this community. Um, But it also hurt to see people just like screen capping our responses saying, oh, you guys love Taylor so much a week ago. Um, It's funny to watch them, you know, attack each other and then just like seeing people comment like, is it naughty that I love watching this go down? And it's just like all we ever were asking for was for this like community that is like a a mirror of our culture to be better. And it's, we have not always done everything right on our end, but it's weird watching people feel like hunting us down is fun. You know? It's, I mean, it's, yeah. Um, It's, that was like, adding to a lot of the pain that I was, like, experiencing on Sunday, too. Like, I was experiencing, like, literal hurt from, like, seeing these things and then, like, crying and feeling really horrible and having, like, panic attacks and... Yeah, and then knowing that also I was being, like, mocked for it um, Mm -hmm. and, like... For, like, having feelings about being hurt. and And not, like... Yeah, and knowing that, like, expressing my feelings was going to just be, like, continued to just, like, be torn apart. And then I was also going to... And then just, like, the fear of causing more harm and, like, like, saying the wrong thing, which I think is, like, key. And, like, we're... I mean, it's such a part of it, but, like, but like extra knowing I was going to hurt or say the wrong thing and cause more harm because, like, people were sitting there, like, waiting for us to do that, you know? And it was just like, oh my god, it's horrible. No, and I, yeah, I think your feelings are super valid, and um, I think again they link into like something we're going to be talking about a little bit later for like yeah. as far as what we're thinking about mm-hmm. for the future. Um. Yeah, so, um, but back to what we're talking about now, though. Um, So, that is a glimpse into a drop in a bucket to what the black women and men of this Bachelor Nation who have been doing this work have been experiencing for the last... Yeah. Uh, months. Months. Months, really. Anyone who's ever been potentially even partially vocal against their feelings about Matt James or anything, or the way treatment of Tasha or any of it, mm-hmm. it is a drop in the bucket, the drop in the ocean <laughs> to what they've been experiencing in their DMs. Because, like, they've... Yeah, Bachelor Nation is a drop in the bucket of culture, but it reflects everything that everyone's dealing with all the time. And especially, you know, like, BIPOC, Black people, disabled people, like... All of it. Anybody who's not, 
like a cis white dude, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that is to the point that we're getting to where um, the, the, the last point that we want to make in this is kind of black women are under constant scrutiny. And in this case, these are the, the consequences of people hating that Taylor has been vocal. Yes. About the experience that black women have on this franchise and i totally understand that people don't like her not all of the black contestants like her or agree Mm -hmm. with her or her Mm -hmm. tactics and i think Mm -hmm. that's fine and um she's like a person who's whose work we've admired so i think it's just important to say these kinds of things like but yeah but she's not you know not has for a while has not been liked by everybody that's totally fine mm-hmm. but like she she has been vocal and her being vocal has made her extra scrutinized on top of her just being scrutinized in general for her being you know, mm-hmm. BIPOC and like being a black woman in this society. And like, like that's what she's been standing up for Rachel in so many ways. Right. Is the Rachel Lindsay, like we've talked about it so much on our account this last week. Cause Rachel Lindsay de- deactivated her Instagram account because of all of the hate she's been getting, the racism that she's been getting. And it's like, and the comments that we see all day long on Rachel's posts and Brian's posts and everyone's posts is that Rachel has an opinion and she needs to shut the fuck up. And it's just, like, the racial microaggressions that are happening. Well, I mean, just aggressions that are happening are just so. They're real. Yeah, I think it's an opportunity to recognize for, like, even the people that messaged us that were, like, oh, I just think that Rachel... Um, is an instigator like why do you think that why do you why don't you think that about any of like the white people like Mm -hmm. on this show and it's why don't you think that about nick i mean i'm just gonna put that's nick like we got the messages nick instigates every week on his podcast he gets in literally everybody's business literally i'm gonna sound like victoria from fucking women women tell all (laughs) but like he literally does that. Yeah. Ben but- and Ashley, I do that. Like, so you have to address why you are saying that because she has an opinion on anything, that she gets paid to have an opinion, is her causing drama for the sake of, what, greed, power, hate? Fuck you guys. Absolutely. Sorry. We got off, we got off topic, but. No. We did not get off topic because that's the right thing to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's very interesting that um, many quote-unquote journalists in this franchise just get to, I don't know, they get to remain neutral and... Um, Black women and women of color and, and black men and men of color also just, like, have to be perfect in mm-hmm. every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, they're annoying. They're talking too much. Like, it's very clear um, 
where the franchise is at at this point. Um, yeah. Going back to in uh, the things we were, you know, talking about in our list, um, all of this doesn't erase Taylor's harm. Um, but I think we're entering a point where we are going to find out whether cancel culture actually exists. Mm-hmm. Like, is Kirkinell going to be canceled? Harrison? Will Taylor? Um, those are, like, kind of the big questions that I've seen, mm-hmm. like, that we have and that our community seems to have. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to say, like, for Harrison and Kirkinell and, like, previous contestants like her... There have, there has like always been grace for certain kinds of people, and like I think grace exists like if you like the person, and if you don't like them, you're gonna leave, and that's fine. I think too, um, it's totally fine if you don't trust a person anymore and you choose to not follow them anymore. Mm-hmm. I think we've always been pretty clear about that. Like, in fact, we've said that many times. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, I think, you know, there's, it's not that this is, you know, not all white conservative evangelical moms, but, you know, Chris and Kirkinell are going to have those people in their corner. Mm-hmm. And they come in spades in this yeah. community, or in the bachelor community. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just truly don't feel like the the Harrison and the Kirkinell of it all will ever have to deal with consequences of their own actions in the same way that Taylor inevitably will have to. Um, to me, it feels like they're being critiqued um, by us, but not canceled. Um, because, like, one of the things I wanted to say was, like, one of the last posts from the Bachelor Data account um, that we follow in our friends with. Like, after this episode on Tuesday, Kirkinell, she was at the top. Her her follower growth had just extended that much more. Um, and, you know, <laughs> the Black women are still, like, six, seven, eight down the line. Mm-hmm. Like, and... Um, while I think you and I love Katie, we love Abigail, we love all of these people, it's the white people are at the top, but the people, the, the, the black women that have been on there for longer are just still, like, in the mid-range, you know? And not even ones who are, quote-unquote, being vocal about racism, you know? Just, like, existing, you know, mm-hmm. in Bachelor Nation. It's so, I mean, it's true. And, like, they're not going to, they're, you know, still going to have opportunities that these women do not have or will Mm -hmm. not get. And so, yeah, like you were saying, like, I don't think they're ever going to get, like, full, full consequences, you know? Well, also, I wanted to say, like, on this, this episode that we didn't necessarily, like, cover in our chat, Fucking Kirkinell isn't even on the episode. Mm-hmm. But she had the most follower growth this week. After, so, like, trying, uh, yeah. What the fuck does that say? Like, after um, going on and making a video talking about what, how what she did was racist. And, and, you know, her video 
I, no, I'm not going to even go down that path. Um, it's uh, not. It's not. Because it's our, not our place to take and whatever. And the thing is, I, so I that's why I don't want to go down this path because like it. It's so annoying when people are like, it's not our place to accept the apology, but here's the reasons why I accept it. So I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying she did own up to some of the things she did, although she didn't go into specifics. So that's why it doesn't count, whatever. But like Taylor's apologies were messy, you know, and I don't know. And again, I think we're going to get into that a little bit. (laughs) Um, But I think too, like... It's totally fine to just say that. Um, I appreciate that Kirkinell apologized. I, I like I as a white person, like don't. Um, and I've had a few days from this, so I don't remember exactly what I said. To be fair, but. Um, I think there's a way that you can say things and not follow through with them. And I think it's fair to just be like, yeah, I'll be looking into to see if she follows through. Yep. And I'm interested to see that because I think we saw a lot of that this past year after the George, uh, George Floyd of it all. Sorry for that um, error happened and we saw a lot of people do the black box and nothing else and or delete it like chris harris not to say that we didn't also do the black box that we didn't also like not know how to appropriately deal with the situation right but um we're looking to see growth and progress so like i'm not gonna give kirkinell like a pass but yeah, I'm I'm looking to see if she's a person that I like trust and want to support mm-hmm. and I think that's fine. Well, um, and that's and that's what we're saying with Taylor too. You can you can look to see if she's going to prove to herself to be trustworthy in the future or you can not. Mm-hmm. And that is very fine as well. Yeah. Like that's um, incredibly valid and I think the correct answer for a lot of people. Yes. Like, I think that is a very correct answer for a lot of individuals. Um, so just, like, going back to our bullet points. Sorry, we're trying to make this not the longest episode ever, but not... We we want to address everything. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, again, we're trying to think about, like, does cancel culture exist? We don't know. Um, because... Like, honestly, we're thinking at this point, cancel culture might exist for marginalized communities only. Um, Because uh, we're saying this because Chris Harrison and Rachel Kirkinell have mountains of support behind them from people who, um, you know, they... A lot of them don't believe in the same kind of racism that we do. Mm-hmm. So these two people will thrive even if they don't follow through on promises from their community. And as far as Taylor's concerned, we don't really know yet, but we suspect she will lose endless job opportunities for a really long period of time. And the question that I had when I was thinking about this is like, 
yeah, let's think about like after the scandal on Bachelor in Paradise a few years ago, where did Corinne end up and where did Damario end up? Like Corinne is just like a funny haha, like kind of dummy. And Demario is in Google results as a rapist. Mm-hmm. And I think the same is going to happen for Taylor, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Oh, man, it's just like really, it's really painful. It's just painful. I think that's just really what we're, we just wanted to talk about the pain of it all and how it just compounds to the pain that I think a lot of the people who are very, very mad at her are also feeling. That's the thing. I think that's why there is so much anger. There's so, I mean, for so many reasons, but a lot of it's also because the people who are like, who are cool and think about this kind of stuff understand this. Mm -hmm. They understand the institutional like white supremacy of it all and like are sad and mad and pissed that this is happening this is happening so that's i think is something that i yeah that's why we wanted to talk about it because it's just that's the feelings that we are seeing and feeling ourselves so um so we're getting kind of oh never mind we're not we're kind of halfway ish through what we're thinking about um and then I, the next part is kind of like it's all kind of connected a little bit. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of talk about um, leftists um, and accountability because mm-hmm. um, we exist in communities that are outside of Bachelor Nation. And like, speak for yourself. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're a different kind of problematic. I love you. Um, leftists in our community, like haven't really figured out the accountability process yet and i'm not saying this is like a blanket statement for bachelor nation but i can kind of see the parallels there Mm -hmm. and like the questions that i have again because like as we mentioned earlier we do not know what the exact path forward is um Mm -hmm. but we want to kind of set something you know in progress for ourselves like what is the path forward to grace who is responsible for holding people accountable what do we mean when we ask to see the work and then like follow-up questions are like is this like an individual statement is it for the community has taylor shown growth um should she be vilified as a vocal black woman who people already didn't like does her edit matter um from the show yeah yeah because i think a lot of the ways that people view her and like her or dislike her or view her is a part of like our experience as people in this corner of bachelor nation Mm -hmm. um but ultimately, I think this goes back to what we've been fighting for for a long time, mm-hmm. which is um, we want better vetting for contestants. If my mom can find it and you didn't find it, 
as a member of a casting agency mm-hmm. or people that work with ABC, that's a weird issue for me. Yeah, you failed, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, we want more diverse folks in the background who can contribute to the culture of the workplace and to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, there are other things that have been highlighted in the Bachelor diversity mm-hmm. threads. Um, I encourage you to look into that. Um, and then equitable, I, equitable screen time, mental health care. Yes. Um, equity, diversity behind and in front of the camera. Um, hate, hate and racism. Edits. That was a part of it. Edits mm-hmm. was a part. Like, what are we doing? Why are we editing these contestants? Um, I mean, fucking the way that Victoria got edited last night, the men, women tell all was just a, a, a clear example that we have not achieved where we need to be still so um i think we wanted to briefly talk about a little bit what um this is like a painful moment for everybody obviously and we wanted to kind of highlight what it looks like when something has not necessarily been like, you know, like the the accountability process has been completed, but we wanted to like mm-hmm. talk about something that was viral um, and mm-hmm. that, <laughs> as yeah. an example, just so a kind of like a case study yeah. almost. So I'm sure everybody remembers Bean Dad from Twitter earlier this year. Bean Dad. Um, it sounds really cute. It's super not. And mm-hmm. it was a Twitter experience where John Roderick, who is a part of a community that Jenna and I subscribe to, he is in a podcast network with Jesse Thorne, with uh, my brother, my brother, and me, which are both podcasts we love, um, and podcast owners mm-hmm. that we love, who I think, generally speaking, are on the same page as us. They're thoughtful, wonderful people. Um, Bean Dad, oh my God, I don't even know how to describe this anymore. Uh, well, so like, so he's a, he's a part of a band, so. And he was, well, so yeah, so he's part of this community, mm-hmm. right? So this guy, he's a musician, and he's a internet character of sorts, right? Um, and he went on this, like, long Twitter thread about experience with his daughter. And uh, what it amounts to is that there was, like, potential child abuse happening. Um, was very highlighted in this this Twitter thread. And people started... Being like, this is really insensitive. This is really harmful. This is raising a, red, a lot of red flags. And then people looked into his Twitter from the years past. Yeah. And they and, found a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. And I am not discounting any of the bad stuff. I do not listen to John Roderick's podcasts. Um, but I am a fan of Jesse, John, and... The Mibim Bram brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I cannot say words at this point. It's fine. Um, but what I will say is, like, I trusted them to have probably a different opinion mm-hmm. of John than I had because they have either a professional working relationship with him or, like, some kind of opinion, mm-hmm. you know, that probably, like, gives them a little bit it probably hurts in the same way that we're feeling hurt. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, we're being asked to speak on this kind of thing, but we are just as shocked as you are that mm-hmm. these kinds of things can, you know, come to light. And, and we don't know the right answer right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of them ended up posting statements that were like, it's really hard when, like, a friend or a person in your community does something, you know, wrong. I think a fault of this person that I might not have expressed to them personally was that they exclude themselves from large performative statements, maybe, and that um, they also you know, exaggerate things. And this is just speaking to being dad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What ended up happening in the whole situation was, yeah, he lost some opportunities and he lost, you know, jobs. Like he, he, he was um, on a podcast with the guy that ended up taking over Jeopardy. Oh, right. Yeah. And he lost um, that. He he his song got taken off of the Bim Bam because they didn't want to be associated with him anymore. And I think all of those things are fine. And they said a very respectful thing that was like, "We, you know, we um, understand and have been friends with John for a long time, but." This is not the energy we're trying to bring to our community. And mm-hmm. we, we respect our community more. Yeah. Then we respect, you know, whatever's going on. And we hope that, you know, he seeks help. And I mean, like, I know that being dad did not mean to um, tell on himself that he's <laughs> <laughs> his fatherhood tactics are maybe a little weird and could be triggering to people or that maybe he didn't know. And like, there's this whole thing where like people that know me, like, no, I don't think this way. Um, but it's like, well, you're making your life public. Yeah. And and I mean, and that I see a lot of parallels to Taylor in this case, people who know me know I'm not like this now. Okay. Okay. Well, no, maybe, you know, you can't, you can't declare that, and you can't um, just say that. That was like what was pretty harmful about some of her early statements, were like her somebody DM'd us that she was just kind of jumping, jumping to the grace part already. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people who know me know this, so this is this. It's like, mm-hmm. and like you can go look at Vanessa's statement. Um, 
think Danielle made a statement. I might be forgetting which one it was, but who are close friends with her and have just been like, I mean, no, like this, this is not okay. You know? So. Damn. Yeah. Mm. It's hard overall. And I, I, I want to like reaffirm that we do not have an answer for how anyone should proceed forward. Um, like I personally feel like my trust has been broken to a certain extent, but I, um, I, I don't think this is an unforgivable situation if I see the work and I'm just going to be watching the work mm-hmm. And I don't know how you feel, Janet. You can feel totally different than me. But I also know that I'm not a part of a lot of the communities that have been impacted. Yeah. I feel um, a lot of hurt. I feel trust broken. And I feel... Currently, I do not feel safe. That's... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair and that's fine. I don't, I don't feel safe, and yeah, I will. I guess watch for things as they come because we run an account that is, you know, completely in the middle of it. Um, so I have no uh choice not to. Um, but I don't look forward to that. Like I'm gonna be honest, like I don't look forward to being re-traumatized. Um, by watching her accountability process and being um in it i don't feel good about that yeah um so that sucks yeah so i think this is a good time oh, now i feel like crap of what i said no <laughs> no because i i don't want it to sound like i Like, I'm just, like, blatantly trusting her to do things, but... You're not. It's it's hard to remove myself from, like, admiring her work Mm -hmm. at the same time, so I think... Well, I mean, that's what I said in our, like, our Instagram story yesterday, you know? Like, this doesn't invalidate work that's been done. I mean, in my opinion... You know? Right. And she does not speak for all of the black women and people of color in the franchise who are working on anti-racism. She does not speak for that. But also, like, that's because there's no one voice that does it. So to me, her work is not invalidated. Like, truly, I learned a lot from her. Yeah. I've learned a lot. Yeah. Hmm. I think where I'm ending up on it right now Mm -hmm. um, is I'll be watching. You'll be watching. We were not the arbiters of when she's forgiven, when this is all over by any means. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying Mm -hmm. is, like, Mm -hmm. I hope. That I will see something else. And. Mm-hmm. I think that's really fair. I think that's what 
we need to be doing though too. Like, I mean, I'm going to say, I said, I'm not looking forward to it, but it's also like, what is part of the process, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, the accountability, like those questions you said above, like who is, what, what are we looking for in accountability? We're not, that's not our fucking you know, decision, you know, we're just here to like, see it happen because it is part of our community, you know? So what are you talking about? The white women don't get a pick. Since when? What? Wink, wink. Just kidding. Oh, what a horrible time to have the <laughs> Zoom fuck up. The internet breakout. I was like, what is happening? Should I just laugh? Dude, I don't know. It happened again, and we need to record it because there? it's awful. All I said I was... Hello. Okay, I'm here now. Oh my god, hey, the 42 so we had another technological issue. I'm pretty sure, you know, the powers of be are trying to silence us. Um, <laughs> I think the right answer yeah, disappeared. Yeah, we we said the perfect thing, and then it all, it's all, it's all gone in a went to, to shit the, to the interwebs <laughs> series of tubes. Just kidding. We no, don't. No, and I'm pretty sure Danica was making anything. a terrible joke, and I said, "I should I laugh because I couldn't hear her?" And then I went pee yeah. uh, to avoid Jenna. It was a whole fun. Um, yeah. Anyway, so honestly, fine. we do not know what we just said, and we're just gonna come back into it <laughs> on the last like major part that we want to talk about before we end the episode for now. Yeah, it's like a it's. From what I can tell, Jenna and I have been talking a lot in the last couple of days about <sighs> pride. Mm-hmm. Oh I my know. God, you're gone again. Yeah. Okay, wait, just kidding. Uh, pride and trying mm-hmm. to be humble in this moment, um, especially as white gals. And... Um, We just want you guys to know that we've been thinking a lot about the ways that we've engaged with people Uh in the past and have honestly, like, learned a lot this week. Uh, A lot in the ways that we've failed at times and then also reflecting the ways that we've also done good, you know, and that, you know, positive things have happened. And I've lost Danica again. Wow. Danica, are you there? Okay, great. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot. I guess, like, we've been referencing it throughout this conversation a little bit. Time. You know, expecting things from people in a short period of time can, not always, but can, cause harm. And I think we saw that this week perfectly in Taylor's quick responses that caused more harm than her tweet. Well, not more harm, but they compounded the harm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's because she was expected to make something very quickly. And we've, we know that we have asked for people to make um, statements and apologies quickly in our past 
I think there are some nuance to that conversation as well, but I would just want to say we have, and that has sucked. And I, I am very much realizing how that has sucked. That has probably sucked and that has probably caused more harm. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm here to say again that I did not hear half of what you said because we're ha- like we're having like real technological difficulties over here mm-hmm. in this moment. But um, we both, um, in case that hasn't been said already, like we've come to realize that when people feel attacked, they often respond out of anger and try to be defensive, and we're asking ourselves the question like is this the kind of community that we want to build and the answer i think to us is no like that doesn't do any help um and i mean i think as we've said before um we don't know what the right answer is at this point but i think the way that we've been going about doing things is there might be a different way to go about it. And even with people we disagree with. Um, I think it can feel... We, no, yeah, keep going. Sorry, we're unsure of what that looks like right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. we think there's a balance between asking for, like, accountability and making people respond to things. Because, I mean, we learned... I mean, we learned. I, I, don't, I don't know how else to say it. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, being, you know, held to the fire sucks. Mm-hmm. And you're going to react in a certain way if you're made to respond at a certain period of time. And this is something we're thinking about and um, readdressing our own ways of um, both being allies to like our communities and holding people accountable. You know what I mean? I think it I think it is hard. What I am struggling with, if I'm gonna be like vulnerable, is that you know, I see at times where especially in this weird niche of the world, public asking for commentary on something can get results you know Mm -hmm. like it can get it can get some results you know that have made some positive differences and then there's like the whole other thing of just like i just think about like the nuance of it is just like during the insurrection you know i uh, i still feel this way how hard is it to just like say I don't think this is great, you know? Like, I don't... (sighs) Yeah, I hear you. And I think this is a growing pain for both of us. Um, And probably for our communities, too. Because it's hard to, like, talk about wanting accountability without calling attention to the thing that's happening, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I've never demanded anyone like make immediate responses i've just asked for people to speak on like the bad things that are happening you know i don't know Ugh. sure i i hear what you're saying and um 
It's hard. And we and we also and then I'm I'm being defensive, I know. God damn it. No, I no, the thing is like I Because we I'm, also made commentary like we did to get uh No, I know where your heart is and I know how you feel about it. And yeah. I think what we need to do um for this is just talking for you and me mm-hmm. in the future is um learn how to um adjust our expectations and yes. I think it's I don't huge. think that it's, it's huge. I don't think it's wrong to ask the question mm-hmm. but um I think we can also be more clear and I think we have been more clear recently we as, have, like yes. don't harass these people right um and I think that wasn't even something we were even aware of before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no I and, would agree I would agree like sure. we've caused some problems and i think it's okay to admit that um fully and like i will fully apologize for that but like i think it's fair to still like have expectations for people that are getting your advertising dollars but i think we can go about it in a different way so we're not I would like to say we're not, like, there 100% on how we're going to change things, but it will be announced. Yeah. And 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 these are conversations we're having. Yes. Because I, I, like Danica said, I learned. I very much learned that. And I feel, I feel bad. I feel, I feel lost. You know, I think that's yeah. what I was just trying. While I, when I just got kind of emotional a couple of minutes ago, was not me trying to defend. It was more like talking about my thought process. It was like my thought process. What my thought process has been, not what my thought process is now. So my thought mm-hmm. process has been, and it just has. I have to talk through that in order for me to get to a place where it is better. And more beneficial for the community, like you said, because that's not what we want. That's not what we want. So, I don't know what it looks like. Yet. Yet. But I'm excited to get there because another element that is probably going to be tied to this conversation is boundaries. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago. And I want to thank everybody who's actually been so fucking respectful of the boundaries we we placed it towards the end of the episode like two episodes ago um people have been amazing it's been really really nice um but some of the boundaries will be like continuing that like i can't talk about everything i can't get deep into this i have to like i have to work on myself so i can like continue to be a good ally and a good person in this space and i don't know how that's gonna be and boundaries are part of that and um yeah because i don't feel good i haven't talked to any friends who are not you or Mm -hmm. people who are in bachelor world in like a long time i'm gonna cry again i don't feel good like i don't yeah this doesn't feel good (laughs) and i've made it my like whole world and i really don't like it um and i feel it feels dark and not good. And when I'm floundering and not feeling good like this, I'm not going to make good choices. So. I also, like, um, I mean, 
I'm not removing us from any like accountability that we may have because I think honestly we we didn't expect this amount of engagement in the first place. No, I didn't um, I, <laughs> at all. Um, I I really want to say just like <sighs> Jenna has done so much and she like I'm not kidding when I'm saying that we've gotten like probably a thousand messages <laughs> since Sunday and Jenna and to a certain extent I have been dipping into those but like we are both people who are mentally ill also affected by a lot of those tweets yeah like like yeah and i would encourage you if you're a listener to also just like absorb the tweets that the the people that you see like influencing your feeds um have lives and like the Jesses, the Beckas, the Bretts, they all have their own shit going on. Um, and yeah. a lot of people were hurt by that. And also, like, a lot of, like, the Black women in your life were also just, like, hurt and betrayed and also feeling, like, at a loss because they feel like there was so much progress being made and that they're, like, five steps back now. Um <laughs> We're all really in a really weird place. And I hope that you will just extend some grace. And, <laughs> like, I don't know if you're laughing because I'm wrong or. No, I don't know what I'm laughing at anymore. I feel. I feel. I think I, I think a lot of what I wanted to say was like we're we're hurting because oh like this is coming from somebody in our corner and we're hurt in our own individual ways as society hurts us also. So like we're dealing with all of it and it's coming from somebody in our corner. And also people are enjoying seeing us hurt, reposting seeing us hurt. And the, the, the problem that we wanted to address overall is not being seen. And so it just yeah. all feels like shit. It all feels like shit. I feel defeated and I feel, I feel guilty. I feel defeated. I feel like I don't know where to go from here like with everything that's going on i just don't and it's that feels heavy that's the word i want to use that feels heavy and you know and i know that this is just even like again like a drop in the bucket of like what a lot of people are feeling right now who are like um even more also just want to say it because some hurt by Somehow these we haven't said it already. Leave the black chlorettes alone. Leave yeah, two leave black girls, one rose alone. 
they've heard it. They've seen it. They're processing. Mm -hmm. Like, leave people alone whose tweets would affect them. Because, like, there are plenty of people with EDs that were affected. We don't need to Mm -hmm. see that shit. There are plenty of fat people with, you know, like, whatever. They don't need to see that shit. Every single community that you're seeing and trying I mean, to hold space for, the, don't send them that shit. They don't need to see it. I mean, the, the, the anti-Asian, like, hate that was in those tweets, I just, like, my blood went cold. Like, we're dealing right now with, like, such an increased level of, like... Violence against yeah. Eastern Asian and Pacific Islander and have been for a year. Uh, like, communities, years, years. Yeah, for oh, I mean, for a long time, a long time but especially but, like, this the increase. Year. And it's like, and to see that, I was just like, I the. It's not the right word, but the audacity. I just was like, I cannot. This is so horrible. The pain, and like all all of it. I can't. It's all fucked. Um. But again, anyway, to say all that too, like our DMs are yeah. still open. I just, I, I won't be able to know. They can DM us and again, as far us. as like boundaries and where we're trying to move forward are concerned, these are all things we're thinking about, and we welcome mm-hmm. feedback in our DMs. Um, it is not our intention at all to remain silent on these things. Um. But we're trying to figure out a way to move forward, um, advocate for social justice in a way that does not contribute to the shit we saw this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's well said. So? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's difficult, feel free to message us, um, email uh, call my mom. She won't. She won't get it. <laughs> but um, you could do that. Call Jennifer if you want to. Again, it's funny that my mom's name is Jennifer and you're Jenna. Yeah, to be associated with you. So um, <laughs> we are again acknowledging we might have gotten to everything tonight. No, yeah, for um, sure. We are still listening, and, um, uh-huh. and we are willing to post things in our stories, in our main feed. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, we're gonna we're gonna get back to doing that. I just we just needed to do this, you know. So. And also, we are gonna be in the next few weeks making different boundaries for. ourselves and are going to um look at the ways that we communicate with bachelor nation and what's helpful and what is not and what sets up unrealistic expectations for other people so Mm -hmm. thank you so much um thank you for listening if you made it this far we love you um and just uh self-care a little bit this week everybody you know 
self-care. Yeah. Anyway, but, but truly thank you. Thank you for just like listening. Um, we're in, this felt, um, awful yeah. and good and bad and heavy and also needed. So thank you. Thank you. Love you. Night. Boy. Hi, just wanted to read a note from a follower, Jess, who said, I think what is so disappointing is not the presence of the tweets, but the lack of accountability for how problematic they were and are. I absolutely think what she said is very disappointing, but I also think it's possible for people to learn and grow. As someone who has also pursued a career in mental health, I have grown so much through my education and work experience. So I don't believe Taylor is the same person who wrote those tweets. However, when faced with her own hateful and problematic words, um, it felt like she refused to take authentic accountability. It's not about anyone's prior words being quote-unquote worse than another person's. But Taylor's quote-unquote apology feels like a smug, arrogant, and major deflection. It's wildly disappointing, especially from a person who has been very quick to hold others accountable. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are Descartes Pod. On Twitter, we are Descartes Podcast. You can email us at DescartesThePodcast at gmail. And make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at Drunk Feminist on Instagram, and Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight, when you are ready. What up, Sobelo listeners? It's your boy Shane Hosey, and I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Hosey Hustle. Every other week I sit down with a guest and we talk about product and service submissions from you, the listener. Terrible ideas, like cigarettes for dogs. And we'll sit there and we'll talk about how to make them ready for the big scary economy. Basically, we take bad ideas and we make them worse. So why don't you give us a listen? The Hosey Hustle, part of Sobelo Media. Now get back to the show you were originally listening to. You probably like it a lot. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to sobelowmedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.